You are listening to Business with Apostle Dwayne on the Just Truth Network. Business with Apostle Dwayne is a weekly broadcast that looks at issues facing the black community. Join us to get a biblical perspective, detox from misinformation, and ground yourself in truth. Black America, I believe that you can have it all. Financial success, community stability, an enjoyable life, and more than enough money in the bank. If you know biblical success principles and tactics based on truth. Welcome to Business with Apostle Dwayne on the Just Truth Podcast Network. My name is Apostle Dwayne Hughes. God has given me a vision to see millions of Christian millionaires added to the black community, which cannot be accomplished without a mass community and individual focus on doing business. The Bible is the world's greatest business book, and on this show, I will share business insight from God to help you partner with Him for your success. Something you hear in the next 30 minutes could change your life, but only you can step up and take control of your potential. So with that being said, let's begin. Welcome to uh, Business with Apostle Dwayne. My name is Apostle Dwayne Hughes. Um, This is a show that I do. I do two ministry broadcasts in the morning, Monday through Friday. And usually it's just truth in another episode. But on Tuesdays, I do business. And then right after this, I do your money. And uh, a a major reason why this is important to me uh, to give you these messages is because, well, there's a number of reasons. One, the Bible is the world's best business book. Two, uh, we as uh, African-Americans, Black Americans, uh, many of us are the descendants of the Hebrews in the Bible. And we basically had everything stripped from us. But but the word of God is he wants us to have this information. And 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 he said he would that we be the head and not the tail. And so right now in the world around the world, you know, we're just in a bad position. You know, we, we, we suffer from very high rates of poverty uh, versus the rest of the population. We suffer from uh, all kinds of things. Uh, some of which is self-inflicted. And so the bottom line is, you know, what he's laid on my heart to do with my ministry is to give you information to help you to empower your life with the word of God. Not just a lot of this time, we, what we hear is the stuff that, you know, people just give you. It's just a bunch of religious gobbledygook that you can't even use, that you can't do anything with. And and it's just a bunch of religion. You you feel like you did something, like you went and, and had fellowship with God or something. But then at the end of the day, you, your life is no better than when you started. And so uh, and there's quite a bit of that. There's some of the some of the people who know the most about the scripture, know the least about actually being effective in life. And, and this word, this word uh, from the most high is it's amazing. It's 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 actionable. And so part of my ministry is to give you revelation and wisdom to help empower you with your life. And, and that's why my ministry overall is called Just Truth. And so this is just truth for business. And and again, uh, you know, uh, God wants you to be in business. He wants you to be active in business and he wants to partner with you. To that end, I have a new book coming out. It's called um, uh, God Wants You in Business for the Kingdom. And uh, if you listen to any of my other broadcasts, I talk about that quite a bit. And it's coming. I, I'm, I'm still in the process of, of, of writing it and, and producing it. Uh, a sidebar, a couple of weeks ago, I launched the Apostle Dwayne website 
And then I had some trouble with it because I didn't really like the way the site was looking. And I was trying to switch to a different provider. And once I got everything set up to switch, the it never worked. And so the site has been down. And so what I'm actually ended up doing is going back to my original provider. And hopefully I'll have that up here within the next few days uh, so that you can begin to uh, what I was doing was making a free offer for those who wanted to uh, register, pre-register to get the book before it comes out. You can get it for free or get the ebook version of it for free. And so uh, but that should be up again within the next couple of days. Uh, I know I've been promising that. And also the, the book is still in the process, you know, and 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 I'll be honest with you, the delay, I, I wanted to have it out a lot sooner than now, but the delay has actually made it better. So that's the way I've seen, uh, you know, the Lord works anyway. So uh, so with that being said, let's go ahead and get into the message today. Today's message with, in business with Apostle Dwayne is you only get what you negotiate. Now, this is a very important topic. It's more important, actually, than, than you will believe. Almost everything in life is a negotiation. It is. Okay, let me show you here. So this is the title of today's message here. You only get what you negotiate. Okay. Here's the first definition to negotiate. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you two definitions. The first definition is to obtain or bring about by discussion. Here's an example. He negotiated a new contract with the sellers. Do you understand when the word of God says that life and death is in the tongue? Part of that is you talking to people to get stuff. Whatever You will not trade anything without talking to somebody or some form of of communication happening. Even if you buy something online, there's words that say, pay this here, this price, bam, and you buy it. But so many of us never really think about the art of negotiation. There's an art to it. There's people who are professionals at it. That's what they do for a living, like, like hostage negotiators. How do you get someone who's out of their mind, who's taking someone hostage and has them at, at life and death, how do you turn that situation into something where the person who has nothing to lose now feels like they do? Like, they, you know, that's that's an art. That's life and death negotiation. But there's all kinds of negotiations we do. You negotiate when you go to get a job, believe it or not. But most of us never negotiate that. Most of us just go in and apply to get the job. But the process of getting that job, you know, should be a negotiation. It should be a trade. Now, we're going to talk about that next week in, in a little bit more depth. This week, we're going to I'm going to show you Abraham when he was negotiating to buy a burial plot. So we're going to talk about that. And I'm going to go fast because there's a lot of information I'm going to give you. But this is very important. Now, here's the other thing. Here's the other side of negotiation. Number two. Find a way over or through an obstacle or a difficult path. There was a puddle to negotiate. So there's so negotiate has two very different contexts, same word, 
but but the the application there's a there's a whole wealth of fullness that we have to understand with negotiation it's not just you talking to someone to make a deal it's actually you moving through and around and over and under obstacles now let me tell you why this is important if you let's say because this show is business with apostle Dwayne, if you go from being let's say an average person making you know uh based on the statistics in our community like at, at the high end on average is like there's like 50,000 a year. If you go from there to being a self-made millionaire, do you know how many things you have to learn? You got to learn contracts. You got to learn, you know, how to deal with attorneys. You got to learn things with banking. You, you have to, there's so many different things that you have to negotiate, meaning filing for taxes and, and, and business filings and, and incorporation and all these things. There's so many different things that you have to master that that you that it just makes you more, it brings you a wealth of information. It makes you stronger. You see ways of getting around and through things. That's just the process of, of doing something. But then you also have the trade, the process of trading one person to another. Now, that part I'm getting ready to go into next, but I'm going to show you. So we're going to look at the story of Abraham, and we're going to use this as, a, as an example for us to, to glean from. And this is just one of the negotiations he had. There's actually two very good ones with Abraham. Actually, there's multiple negotiations with Abraham in the scripture, but but uh, what we're going to do is we're going to go from Genesis chapter 23. And in Genesis chapter 23, Sarah, his wife, had died. And he was um, he needed a place to bury. But at, at the time, you know, he was a nomad. He was a wealthy nomad. He was a king, basically, as a nomad. But he um, so, but he didn't actually own any land. And because the land that he left, that God told him to leave, he told him not to go back to. So it didn't matter whether or not he had land in the place where he came from, but where he was at, he didn't have any. So, and he couldn't carry her around. So he had to, he had to buy a plot. Sidebar, the place where he bought that, I have to look that up. We'll, we'll talk about that next week. But I believe that that place is very significant in, in the life of Israel. Okay, because that's the way God does things. He'll have you end up in a place for a reason that you may not know until years later. Okay, so Genesis chapter 23, verse 1 and Sarah was 170, 100, 107 and 20 years old, so she was 127. These were the years of the life of Sarah, so she died at 127, and Sarah died in. Kiriath Jarba, the name is Hebron. Yep, there we go, Hebron, uh, in the land of Canaan. And Abraham came to mourn for Sarah and wept for her. And Abraham uh, stood up before his dead and spake unto the sons of Heth, saying, I am a stranger and a sojourner with you. Give me a possession 
for a burying place with you that I might bury my that I may bury my dead out of my sight. And the children of Heth answered Abraham, saying unto him, Hear us, my, my Lord, thou art a mighty prince among us, and the choice and um, thou art a mighty prince among us. In the choice of our sepulchres, bury the, thy dead. None of us shall withhold from thee his sepulchre, uh, but thou may, but thou mayest bury thy dead. So basically, they're saying, in the, you're a prince among us. Any one of our burial grounds, any one of our grave sites, you can bury her. Okay. And Abraham stood up and bowed himself to the people of the land, even to the children of Heth. Now here he is. The people there were not as great as he was. Okay, but he did this anyway. And so and he and he communed with them, saying, if it be your in your mind that I should bury my dead out of my sight, hear me and, ent and entreat for me oh, to Ephraim, the son of Zohar. That he may give me the cave of Machpelah, which the with which he hath, which is in the end of his field for as much money as it is worth. He shall give it me for a possession for of a burying place amongst you. And Ephron dwelt among the children of Heth. And Ephron uh, the Hittite answered Abraham and, and the audience of the children of Heth, even of all that went in the city gate, went in at the gate of his city, saying, Nay, my Lord, hear me, the field I the field give I thee, and the cave that is therein, I give it thee. In the presence of the sons of my people, I give it thee, bury thy dead. And Abraham bowed down himself before the people of the land, and he spake unto Ephron in the audience of the people of the land, saying, But if, if thou wilt give it to me, I, I pray thee, hear me, I will give thee money for the field, take it of me, and I will bury my dead there. And Ephron answered unto Abraham, saying unto him, My Lord, hearken unto me, the land is worth four hundred shekels of silver. What is that between betwixt me and thee, bury that bury therefore thy dead. And Abraham hearkened unto Ephron, and Abraham weighed out weighed to Ephron the silver which he had named in the audience of the sons of Heth, four hundred shekels of silver, current money with the merchant. And the field of Ephron, which was in Machpelah, was before Mamre, the field and the cave which was therein, and all the trees that were in the field. That were all in that were in all the borders round about were made sure unto Abraham for possession in the presence of the children of Heth before all that went in at the at the gate of the city. And after this, Abraham buried Sarah his wife in the cave of the field of Machpelah before Mamre. The name is Hebron in the land of Canaan. And the field and the cave therein were made sure unto Abraham for possession for burying a place for by the sons of heth okay so now i read all that because first of all when the temple was built david david bought the land for the temple and it was after he sinned and the lord told him to go get this uh place pay for this place to to use you know um or buy it i can't remember the man he had to buy it from and the man said to him or David came to the man and said, hey, I, I want to pay you for this field. And the man said, um, no, I give it to you. And David said to him, he said, I will not give to the Lord anything that costs me nothing. 
okay? Understand that when you give something to God, it, it, it's, it's a cost, but, but, but likewise, you know, there's a, there's a, there's something that happens when you own it. If, 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 if the man had just given, if Abraham had just taken the burial place to bury Sarah, they could take it back, but he bought it. He got the title deed. Okay. Now let's go through this real quick. Uh, these points I have for you. Okay, uh, I read that, so I won't, I won't pull that up. Okay, so the first thing, the first thing you should, you should know what you want. Whenever you go into negotiations, you have to know what you want. Okay. Abraham knew, he, he didn't just go to the gate and say, "Give me any field, give me a place to bury my dead." He knew exactly where he wanted to bury her. Okay. And he knew he knew he wanted that place for more than just the cave for the burial. It, it, it had it had land around it. Okay, um, that's the first thing. Always know what you want before you go into a negotiation. Know what you want. What do you have to get out of this thing? Okay. Number two, you have to know the value of it. So here, the man said four hundred shekels of silver, and then Abraham weighed out four hundred shekels of silver to the man. Do you think he didn't know what the value of the land was up front? How do you know that someone's not overcharging you if you don't know what something actually costs? Anytime that you're considering buying anything, you should, you know, one, you should, you should survey the land, see what you could buy something else similar for somewhere else. Sometimes you can buy something, you know, I know people who buy cars in different states because those other states are cheaper than the state that they live in. They can buy it in a different state, drive it for a while, and then resell it in their own state and make money. I've seen people do that with high-end cars and cheaper cars. Okay, so know the value of what you want. You have to do a little research up front before you go into the negotiation. But that's not just the value of something. That's your value too. So like, let's say you, you're you interviewing for a job. If you don't have a, a competing offers, you don't know what your value is. So you want to make sure that you, uh, that you try and find competing offers. And then also now, here's the thing that a lot of times people don't think about is you have to basically be able to guarantee a value for your for your for you like like for instance if you know let's let me put this in a in, in a way that we can have a measuring stick if you're an athlete if you know that 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 you have the ability to run the fastest time in the world and whatever your thing is and it's a highly competitive event like let's say the 100 meter dash and you know that you're the fastest in the world the, the reason you know you're the fastest in the world is because the times are recorded. You know what the fastest person who's run it has been. You know what the fastest person who's run it this year is. That's that's something that that you can that you can gauge yourself against. You see, you always want to know where you rank. What what all do you bring? Uh, like, uh, okay, let me say it's a different way. A lot of times, when people go into a negotiation or when they're interviewing for a job, uh, one of the things I've seen is that a lot of times people don't understand why you're what your job is. Do you realize that your job is to make a company money? When you're sitting across the table from someone and you're in and 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 let's say you're on an interview, the the if it doesn't come out of your mouth somewhere at some point in time, listen, I know you've got these different people applying for this job, but I'm going to make you the most money. I'm going to cost you the least too. 
meaning I'm not going to add to your headache. I'm going to relieve you of the of, of even having to manage me. You know, I mean, that's the kind of thing that someone wants to know, that you know what the company's vision is, how they make money, how your role impacts the, their, their bottom line. That Those are the kind of things that help you know your value. Okay, so you always want to know uh, the value of what you want, but you also have to know your value. Oh, and, and I think I jumped ahead of myself. So you have to know the, the cost, the value of what it is that you want. You have to know who has what you want. So in this example here, Abraham knew who owned that land. He didn't go to the city gate saying, hey, who owns that piece of land over there? I want to buy it. This is man was shrewd. You know, th th there's a there's a certain amount of polish that you want to have. You always want to be ready. You know, it's, it, one of the frustrating things for me is 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 most has given me the 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 charge to do this ministry. And there's just so much that I don't know. And I'm having to figure it out on the fly. And I don't really get to look the way I want to look. Not, hardly anything looks the way I want it to look. And so I'm doing the best I can, you know, and putting the pieces together, you know, as, as you know, and, but I'm operating on a, on a very small amount of resources and I've got to give you the impact as, as if I had a big budget. And so, and so I'm, I'm I have to gauge where I'm putting what, OK, and so. And so that that part's a little frustrating, but, you know, you want to be as polished as possible. And so like in this in this case, Abraham, he knew who owned the land. He knew everything about the land. He had surveyed the land. He knew about the cave. You see what I'm saying? And he knew the value of it, the price. And he brought the money with him. He didn't just go say, hey, who owns this piece of land or does anybody have a burial plot that I can throw my wife in? The man had it all. He had it planned. OK, that's what a prince among the people looks like. He doesn't look like just any old regular Jack. If you look just like any old little regular Jack, you live wherever somebody told you to live. You drive whatever somebody else told you to drive. You, you do whatever somebody else told you to do. And you have no ambition. If, if your life has not been part of a plan, then you have no polish. If it, if, it have, if it hasn't been part of your plan, let me say that. Okay. So, uh, you know, this is just a sidebar. Let me keep going here. Um, so you have to know who has what you want. You have to know what they want in exchange. Now, when I said Abraham knew the value of the land, but what if the man didn't want to sell? At what point would he sell? Sometimes almost everything has a price. Let me just tell you this. Not everything, but almost everything has a price. At some point, the offer to buy something becomes too attractive to turn down. Okay. And that's, that, that's for things that can be replaced. Things that can't be replaced, there's no price. There's no price, you know, for, for someone who has wisdom, you know, some things are beyond the value. You can't even, you, you, you showing up to ask me to buy is an insult. Okay. And so, you know, you have to know what that person wants. If that if that's somebody who's, who's who wouldn't sell for any price, you talking to them and offering them a price is an insult. OK, and so and so you have to know what they want in exchange. You may you may think, OK, I want this from this person over here. But then after you do a little research, you find out they would never sell. That's a waste of your time going to talk to them. But in the process, you might find someone else who has something else that's a motivated seller. That that's looking to get it and, and you can get it for much less half or half price or less. You know, these are the kind of things that you need to know when you go into negotiation, especially if if let's say you got someone you got. You always want to have two 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 sellers. If, if, if I'm selling something, 
or if I'm buying something, you know, I want to be able to tell this person, hey, well, I can get it over here for this. Because if they want to sell theirs now, they may have to lower their price. Okay. You know, uh, and, and that's not confrontational. I don't have to, you know, well, I can get it over here for this. I mean, nicely. I can just negotiate that nicely, get you to take it off. And, you know, the selling process. Okay. So now you have to understand that buying and selling are the same process. Buying and selling are the same process. It involves something we call the trade. The seller is supposed to get something. The buyer gets something. The buyer gets back what he wants. The seller gets back what he wants. It should be a win-win situation. If, if, if it's not a win-win situation, somebody's making a donation. OK, and you need to know if you're if you're losing on a sale, it's because you're making a donation. Like, for instance, if you're if you're selling something for cheaper than you could. Is it are you making it? Are you having pity on someone or something like that? Or if are you paying more than you should? You know, are you having pity on someone? I mean, what what is the reason that you're going beyond what you should do? There's an equilibrium that you're supposed to strike. OK, and it's very important that you make sure that you don't over that you don't spend too much and that you don't get back too little. It's the same process. It's the negotiation. It's a selling process. Every negotiation is a process of selling when it involves the trading of something. OK, and you're trading time for money or you're trading resources for money or you're trading something for something. You know, it's always a trade and you want to make sure that the balance of the trade either benefits you or at least is a break even a good deal is when everybody's unhappy okay all right so but a good deal for you is when you're happy so 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 let's just say this a good deal for you is when you're extremely happy and um and a bad deal for you is when everyone's unhappy but if you're the only one unhappy don't do that deal Okay, so listen, I've got to go. Uh, I started uh, six minutes late because of the, the technical difficulties, but I'm going to go ahead now and go into uh, Your Money with Apostle Dwayne. And um, thanks for joining me in this, and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you again for tuning in to Business with Apostle Dwayne. We hope that these messages are ministering to you and empowering you to make a difference in your life. Please don't budget to subscribe to our RSS feed so that you never miss a new episode and don't forget to tell your family and friends. Have a great day.